Welcome back, listeners. Today, we are dropping another special episode of the Code Story podcast. As part of our series entitled Beyond Bots, the real impact of AI on financial services, brought to you by our friends at Entropy. As a reminder, Entropy is the most accurate financial data standardization and enrichment API. They can take in any data source, any geography, and understand slash enrich a financial transaction in milliseconds. Made for developers for fast, easy implementation. Check out their product at entropy.com. Well, today I have another special guest, special return guest to the Code Story podcast, Bryce Crawford, CTO and co-founder of Meow. You remember him from episode six of season eight. Bryce, thank you for being on the show again. Hey, Noah. Thanks for having me back. Excited to talk about Meow and Entropy and how your roads connect there and all the things around AI and what you're thinking about for your company. Before we go too far, though, remind the audience about what Meow does. So Meow is a fintech company. And what that means is while we are not a bank, we offer checking accounts and treasury services to venture-backed startups. What really makes us unique is our strategy. And that is, while we're not affiliated with Costco, we like to call ourselves the Costco Financial Services, meaning that we really truly believe that most financial services are commodities, which means whoever can provide them at the lowest cost at scale to a wide set of customers will ultimately be the winner in the space. So we focus on passing back a really high rate of interest today. That's 4.55% on checking balances. We offer up to $125 million of FDIC insurance through an insured cash sweep network called Interfi. And we also offer the ability for businesses to access U.S. Treasury bills, buy, sell, hold, manage, and make that process really simple. And T-bills today are yielding upwards of 5%. So we make it really easy for businesses to earn safe, secure yield on their cash and are excited to continue to offer more services to our customers over the coming months. I love what you guys are doing at Meow. And, and for anyone that wants to hear the creation story, they should go check out episode six. So tell me about where Entropy and Meow connect. Give me a little bit about how, you know, how long you've been a customer and, and how you're using the tool. Entropy has a lot of different products that are especially useful to underwriters. But what we use Entropy for is essentially taking a lot of dirty text that comes through on transaction data. So like, I don't know if you've ever looked at your bank statement or something and you might see, or your credit card statement, you might see some transaction where it's like 8674 bracket XCH, you know, merchant name, something. And you're, you're like, I don't, I don't know what this is. And, <laughs> and you Google it and turns out it's the restaurant you had dinner at last week, right? And you're like, oh yeah, that's what that hundred dollar charge is, right? So Entropy has a solution that helps clean up this data and makes it user presentable. So somebody can read that and be like, okay, you know, that was Bob's Grill. And, you know, here's a link to their website and here's their logo. And, and Entropy has that data. So we use it for our checking account to kind of clean up that transaction data, give reference data to our customers so they can understand, you know, okay, what category of spend was that? What was the name of the merchant? What's their website? Just make it easier for people to review their spend. So, you know, last we talked, you know, we were discussing about, you know, passing revenue to customers in banking and how you guys are doing that in, in Meow. It's, it's really a difficult problem to solve given sort of the margins in banking. Tell me, tell me a little bit about how you're thinking about that today. 
It's a very difficult problem because the margins are very tight. And as the world becomes more digital, customers are going to demand higher rates of return on their cash and, and better economics on their offerings. So what Meow focuses on is scaling as much as possible through automation and software, not through people. And we're, we're really focused on bringing down the cost of services and, the, and, our, and our operating costs as well. So today we have somewhere around 1.3 billion of assets under management. We employ 16 people. So we, we have an incredible amount of operational leverage. And the only way that's possible is with software. Um, that's Entropy is actually a customer of ours. We're, we're very happy to have Entropy as a customer and, and we're, we're very happy with their software and helping us achieve this. That's so cool. I didn't know it was a two-way customer relationship. That's, that's amazing. Okay, so I, I appreciate that, that info. And I'm, I'm curious about this and I think about this often. There's the archaic financial you know, world and then there's you know, fintech where there's this sort of software layer being built on top. Is that software layer on top of finance going to make things better? And you know, especially when it comes to the, the margins aspect, tell me a little bit about how. I, I, I hear you saying that's how you're trying to solve the problem, but give me a little more in-depth info there. Yeah. So take onboarding, for example, right? Like if you, if you want to onboard a customer to a bank account, you have to develop what is called a Bank Secrecy Act anti-money laundering policy. People commonly call this BSA AML for short. And to comply with that, you typically need to run a set of identity checks on the actual users themselves on a business. And then you also need to verify, you know, that the business is registered where they say they're registered, that they have filed with their secretary of state, they have a tax ID number, all this stuff. A very old bank or a legacy bank, their systems might involve people running checks at a credit bureau to verify someone's identity. They might be logging on to like the IRS website or the Delaware Secretary of State, sending an email over, requesting confirmation. It can be a multi-day process and requires humans to scale. And there's been in the past decade, a number of softwares that have streamlined this process and built up databases of identity information such that you can actually verify identities, you know, almost instantaneously, or at least within 24 hours at the cost of a few dollars per person or business. If you think about the human hours of a legacy bank, it might take a human one to two hours of their time over a multi-week period to verify a business. That could be, you know, a hundred dollars in onboarding, let's say. Whereas a more digitally focused bank or fintech using these identity solutions might be able to get onboarding costs down to ten or even five dollars, and and do it much much faster. That makes total sense. So, you know, the buzzwords and the big words that are thrown around right now, the the talk of the town, generative AI and language models, large and small, right? That's what everybody's chatting about right now. Are, are you guys at Meow seeing any use cases with this sort of technology? And are you working on any sort of in-house solutions that you can speak of? It's a very exciting space. There's a lot of disruption surface area right now, which it, it, it makes sense why people are excited because there's going to be new categories of businesses built over the, the coming years and new processes that will make people's lives much, much better. On the Meow side, how we're thinking about this in terms of how we can offer LLMs to our customers is what can we do to give them more of a qualitative view into their data, right? So you're getting a lot of transaction data on an account. You 
have a lot of data about their treasury, their burn. We, we have a runway calculator tool that is free to use for our customers. Uh, basically allows them to get a snapshot of their runway estimated out of cash date. And inside this data, I think there's a lot of room to offer LLMs to have like a qualitative analysis of like, okay, why did my burn increase over the past three months? Like, you know, what what's going on here? Or, you know, what areas of revenue are growing fastest? And that's the kind of thing that you can't really structure as a SQL query, but you can feed into a large language model that in turn could potentially generate the code to analyze the data and, and produce a usable answer that's human readable, that you don't need to be a finance professional to, to go acquire. That's super interesting. So we talked about this in, your, in, your, in, in episode six when we had you on the show at, at kind of a high level, but I want to dig into it a bit, a little more. As, you know, as a CTO and co-founder, Meow, you've got to make lots of decisions as the builder and the leader of the technology and also as the founder of the company. How do you prioritize what will make a difference in the market? How do you figure out what will make a difference in the market? And I'm curious of, of how you approach those things. I think you always have to start with the customer. That that really just comes down to, are you talking with customers frequently? Are you figuring out their pain points? And then how can you best go solve those pain points? It is important, as exciting as LLMs are, to not think technology first. You can't just be like, okay, we have this LLM, now let's go find problems. You know, if, if you have a hammer, everything's going to look like a nail. And so I think the way we're approaching this is, at Meow is... We're taking a sort of cautious approach to development in terms of like, we don't need to go try to find an LLM use case just because we can. We can sort of see how the space develops. We can see how other AI-focused companies like Entropy are developing software, potentially even use software that they build without having to build it ourselves to experiment with like a low level of effort with our customers to actually find use cases that solve their problems, you know. We're not a brand new startup. We, we have product market fit in core areas. It doesn't make sense for us to go on a wild goose chase to try to find new product market fit. We can kind of see what applications come out and what's useful and find ways to layer those applications into our wider set of product and services over time. Uh, very cool. So you, know, you talk about like starting with your customers and what matters to your customers, right? Are people expecting finance to be, you know, a, a big red easy button? Are they are they expecting it to be magic or, or are they expecting it to just be reliable or is it a little bit of both? I mean, people have very little tolerance for friction. Um, I think, you know, you always have to be afraid of your customers. I think you have to wake up every day terrified that you're not serving them well enough. It's, it's always a race to find the points of friction, to find the problems your customers are having and solve them. Big red easy button, we'd love to get there. It's, it's just a matter of how do you streamline nuance? How do you streamline friction? You know, what sets of problems does your product or service solve? Like for us, we're very focused on mitigating risk, delivering return, making financial like cash operations easy. Right. Th those are kind of like the three areas I would say our customers judge the usefulness of our product on. And there's, there's more things, more competencies we can add to that over time. But it's really, are we delivering on these three core value props that I wake up thinking about every day? Those are solid things to wake up thinking about how you're going to solve them. Okay. The big closer question here, Bryce, what is the real impact of AI on finance going to be? I, I want to know your perspective there. 
it's a nuanced question. Finance is a regulated space. So we have to sort of see how regulations and frameworks play out over time, right? Like there are laws that govern, for example, what sort of investment advice you can provide in an algorithmic way. There's a whole set of robo-advisor laws, right? And we're just going to have to see like LLMs, LLMs are very, very new and how they fit into the frameworks we have around robo-advisors will be very, very interesting to see play out, right? So I think it's going to be a sort of a collaboration between the public sector and the private sector in terms of what is allowed, what is compliant, how, how can we make things better in, on a pure services side. I think in the more immediate term, there's a lot of room for impact in streamlining analysis and helping people's workflows, helping generate policy documents or Excel productivity or even code productivity that is immediately applicable that doesn't have as much of a regulatory lens on it. No, that's great stuff. And I appreciate your perspective there. Well, Bryce, thank you for being on the show today. I've learned a lot about your dual customer relationship with Entropy, how you're using the platform to ensure that data is clean and, and readable, how you're using software to lower the cost of services and, and how you're putting the customer first at Meow. I really appreciate you being on the show. Awesome. Thanks for having me again, Noah. This was a fun return conversation with Bryce at Meow peeking under the hood with how their company is utilizing the power of entropy and how they see the world of fintech changing as we move forward into this next AI technological age. As a reminder, you can learn more about Entropy and get started enriching your fintech transactions today by visiting entropy.com and clicking Start Building. And thanks again for listening.